With the recent murder of Sarah Everard, as well as the subsequent protests that it sparked raising global awareness to violence that women face, on this week's episode of the Infusion Breakdown Show, the Breakdown crew sat down among ourselves to discuss how do we protect women. Let's see what we come up with. So the question we have for today, how do we protect women? Comment below, let us know your opinion. We also have timestamps in the description below. As always, be sure to check them out. Today's topic was brought on by the death of Sarah Everhard. So for you, those of you who might not know the story of her and what exactly happened. So Sarah Everhard, or fuck, I always say Sarah Everhard is Everhard. Okay. So today's topic was brought on by the death of Sarah Everhard. And for those of you who might not know who she is, Sarah Everhard was a 33-year-old British woman who was found dead last week. And she was last seen on video walking home by herself at 930. And this is on, I think, March 3rd. And her death was allegedly caused by a police officer. So when she was walking home, she was kidnapped and murdered. And so the officer has been charged with murder and is currently awaiting trial. And over the past week, candlelight vigils have been held in London to pay respect for Sarah. This happened in the UK. And women all over social media have been using the text me when you get home XX post. I know you guys have seen that. I shared that with you. And they've been sharing their experiences and concerns they face because this is a very real, harsh reality that women live out the prospect that any given day something like this could happen. And in addition to that, women have been sharing their routines for walking home safely at night. They have been sharing their stories, like I said, about harassment and sexual assault. And we all three of us have women in our lives that we love and care about. And Josh, you've been particularly outspoken about your, your support for Black women, like your routine posts like you say support black women or protect black women so i was kind of curious about what are you guys thoughts on how do we protect our women like women in general and then by extension black women as this, as this also pertains to them did you want to go first Des? no uh you saying black women just black women no that's not what I said. So, so you said our, so. Yeah, I realized that after I said it, but I was saying, I said our women, and then I said women as a whole. So I want you to, you can, I would like for you to approach both section segments of that question. Okay. Well, I don't think we can have necessarily a Amber Alert every time a woman is assaulted or anything like that to the point where we got to rush to the, to the aid of any woman that's in trouble. So first I want to say that there's always going to be people out there that are like that that are like that'll take advantage of women mentally physically um physically all like all of that like it's always going to be women who's trying to hurt women uh it's always going to be men out there that's going to try to hurt women try to uh, exert their power over women so there's really nothing we can do but try to just protect the women that we come in contact with and just the ones that we care about at the very least and just to do that just watch out over them um don't do any, I would say, don't do any like security guard, dad type of uh, acts toward them or anything like that. Try to control them at, at any point, but just, just look after them. Like you say, protect your woman. I'm just thinking of if anything goes down, you're going to be right there to stand in the way to protect her. But yeah, I, I don't, but not in an actually controlling way. Because so, it's not the reality. Because you think that people have lives, so you can't be the you can't be there with the women that you care about that you love in your life twenty four seven. Like for example, she could be at work, she could be at school, yeah. you know. So 
yeah. that's, that's the reality of it too yeah so yeah when you say protect our woman like just all you gotta do is just protect the woman you're you care not really say that you care about everybody that you come in contact with because i mean because th- this stuff is going to happen like uh, I, re- I read a little bit about the sarah uh everhard thing but like th- there's always going to be people out there there's no there's no way that you can go and just reform every type of criminal out there to the point that they don't do anything bad or they don't assault women to any point but just do your best to protect the women that you actually care about and actually the ones that you actually come in contact with that's that's the main thing i real i feel and then when if everybody actually does that then all the women will be protected when you say protect the ones that you come into contact with what does that look like for you like what are you envisioning like say for instance you walk in to your dorm or something at night and you see a black woman getting harassed or any type of woman getting harassed in the most negative way like you shouldn't you shouldn't hesitate to go out your way and actually try to see what's going on because that can lead to rape that can lead to assault that can lead to murder that can lead to countless other things so that's what i that's what i mean you don't have to necessarily like know them to to look out for them you know what i mean that's what i'm saying yeah i mean and, and then also i was thinking about personally had i seen any incidents of public harassment like that and i think that not to not to downplay and act like this doesn't happen because it's a it's a widespread phenomenon. This does occur, and these women would have wouldn't have stories if it didn't. But to think about how it could possibly play out because it's not always as overt as what you think. Like the scenario you described, where like the the argument is occurring in public in like a on a college campus, it could be something as simple as a man following a woman or taking pictures and stuff like that. And it's that's that stuff is like a little bit more subtle as hard as a notice but in incidents like that I mean I definitely do feel like I would definitely speak up and let her know hey this guy's following you or this guy's taking pictures and, and just just I guess that would be in line of what you were saying too about just coming in contact it's like a, it's like a measure of common decency have you ever come have you ever come across that though a scenario like that yeah as far as somebody no but I haven't I haven't came across the other scenario that you described either but I'm saying like those are is there's multiple ways that it could play out but in terms of like actually contact like coming in contact with it i haven't seen that i got you because your scenario makes it seem like you was looking at him for a while because usually you don't look and see a guy looking at a woman i mean and like into the point that you're like oh damn he's like stalking her or something like that unless he has binoculars he in the bushes or some shit. you know what i mean that's what <laughs> I, I mean so that's it, what... it could be just as simple as like you're walking on the block and you see this guy like, looking really suspicious and he's been following this woman for a while or you could be like you know, how do you know he's been following her for a while though but by how he looks like I said, he's looking How suspicious, he but then he's also like going out of his way. Okay. I know, but I know what you're getting at. That's why I said it's more subtle. You can't always use it as a as a primary indicator because what you're saying is like, okay, so I look what suspicious about, what all about, the time. That don't mean I'm doing something. No. Well, okay, cool. But I see what you're getting at. You're saying like, okay, what if uh, what about George Zimmerman? He said Trayvon Martin looks suspicious. He wasn't doing anything. So you're it's very, very discretionary. It's on that. It's only person-to-person basis, so what you might say is suspicious. It could be something completely innocent. You could just be walking, listening to your music, and somebody could say, "Ma'am, this guy's following you," and that's, so that—that that was your problem with it because you found that logical fallacy in it. But I mean, sometimes it's—it is—it's very subtle, like I said. But sometimes it's more overt than others. Like I can't really put my finger on it, but if you are able to identify something that that looks out of place, like you have a pretty good sense of intuition. And you could be wrong, but um, I think that is, that's another way that it could play out. I got you. I was just stating that I don't think I would be paying attention enough to the point that I would see somebody 
physically stalking them to the point like oh i know that person is following that person so that's what i was just getting at and most people don't because like otherwise we probably would pick up on microaggressions and things like this all the time you know Mm -hmm. at what point too is it like you should mind your own fucking business where's the line but those those yeah i'm saying doesn't that contradict what you just said though protectors you come in contact with it, that that's possible but maybe she likes maybe not necessarily she likes that or maybe she's like oh it's okay like i got this or something like that maybe she can handle it herself you know you could come into a situation like that you could but so. is it is it still your duty to yeah i'm not saying that, i'm not i'm not saying that will hinder me i'm just asking you where's the line at that's where, where do you think the line is that's all i'm asking i mean if if that's the case where she says that she got it and to leave her alone then i mean what am i gonna do but respect her wishes okay what otherwise you, then i'm gonna harass someone what, what if she turns around with a black eye what am i supposed to do i mean that's i'm just asking i'm just asking a, if, if you walk away that's cool if you walk in the fuck away that's cool it's, it's a very cool. difficult uh, scenario because for one you don't know if if the person she's arguing with the guy is in fact the one who gave her the black eye it could be a coincidence i wouldn't I wouldn't say one way or the other because you don't have enough information, but you just know that she has a black guy. She's arguing with this guy. And then she tells you, okay, well, she got it. She's just mind your business. Go away. Then, I mean, you can't really help someone who doesn't want help themselves. Okay. And I'm not going to press the issue. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Okay. I mean, what do you think? No, I agree with you. I agree. What's up, Des? Oh shit, what's up? <laughs> got something to add? No, nah, not to that particular question. I think um, for me, I, I don't think you can necessarily I'll put it this way. I don't I don't think it's our place to try and think of some you know radical way to try and protect women. I think that it's our place to kind of look and see where the the issue itself is originating from and address it there. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, these the weirdos not getting the help that they need, the whether it be through, you know, shit they've experienced through middle school, elementary school, high school, whatever, um, whether it be parental stuff. Like I, I feel like a lot of us helping women is just the people acknowledging that there's a population that is sick and that population needs their addressing because there's no reason for someone to that is clear to be able to you know serve and protect whatever it is within the uh the british commonwealth or whatever but it doesn't make sense to me to where somebody who is deemed clear to serve and protect can turn around and do something like that so i think it's I think, you know, the first part of addressing it is more or less addressing it as a, as a society first. And then I think um, when it comes to just the whole going out thing, I know when I go out, I'm always making sure everybody's good. You know, we're walking in groups, things like that. Um, I know on more than one occasion that if it's been like women, like even if it's just two and they're solo, I'll walk them to their car and then you know, go about my business there. But I think, you know, you could be a little bit more proactive. That's one way to protect them. 
you know, if you, if you identify or can see someone that, you know, they, they don't have that, that partner per se, or they didn't come to the function with the, with no friends, like you, you can be that bridge as well. Just common decency extended. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. No, I was going to ask him the same question. At what point is the, the line as far as like mind your own business or they don't need help. They can do it themselves or. I mean, you give everybody the, you know, the, for me, that's always mind your business. Say it again. I said, for me, it's always mind your business because you don't ever know what factors truly play into it. Like, yeah, you, you can, you know, bring attention to it. Like, but yeah, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not Captain America. Like, I'll be the first to tell you. Like, I, I'll, I'll acknowledge the situation if it, if it's, um, you know, getting to a point to where tempers are flaring. That you know, if it's a yeah out in public, then you, you know, you point the proper people into the right direction. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm too wise to know that there's too many factors that go into the argument, and you know, I'm not going to act on an impulse just because I, I want to make a point or something like there's people that can act on them impulses and not, not get punished for it. I guess I'll follow up with my answer for what can we do to protect women? And I think what I came up with is, is twofold. So the first part is taking women seriously. And I kind of distilled that from the spirit of believe women. So I, I had a problem with that phrase just because of uh, just logical loopholes in it, but I, I tried to figure out like what exactly was meant by the core of what it meant to believe women. And I think, like I said, by taking them seriously, so when like they make claims and say that these things have come uh, happened to them, if they come forward with these stories, then we should take them seriously. We should investigate it to its fullest extent. And that the person is guilty of that, then they should face consequences, just as simple as that. Um, and then I also thought about in conversation, I was speaking with one of my female friends a while back about a guy that was taking pictures of her when she was younger. She was a ballerina and he would take pictures of all the girls and she didn't like that. But apparently there was, that wasn't a problem, I guess, because he owned the rink and it was just something that was known about. And it wasn't something to where it was like they were undressed, but it was the, it was taking pictures of the girls. They were asked him to stop, but he wouldn't. He continued to do that. So it was problematic. And so one of the things was she said that she felt like it wasn't taken seriously. So that's one of the reasons why the issue wasn't pressed and taken and further and escalated past like talking to the HR people at the at the rink. And so that's, a, I feel like that's a real concern that some women do have about coming forward is they don't feel like it's taken seriously. I also feel like sometimes they may fear for their lives, but on that same note, I can, I, I implore them to continue to come forward with things like that because by them coming forward and sharing what's going on or bringing the attention on the incident that could potentially save another woman's life or their own life for that matter. So that's why I feel like that's really important and we should take things like this extremely seriously. I know it's it's a portion of people who are contrarians and like to say, oh well she probably did this or nah. It's like that's that's not that's a that's a secondary concern. The first the primary concern is to deal out justice properly and, and take it seriously in live your live your side of the story make sure that that comes into fruition and then like whatever the other people have to do the other people have to say the speculative that's secondary it doesn't matter 
I would say that your safety and the safety of other women is more important than somebody having an opinion of you. And then the other part, and I said this part is the more controversial half of what I have to say. And I'll explain why. So I feel like every man, woman, boy, girl, they should be able to protect themselves. And so a common criticism of this line of thinking, this idea is that you're victim blaming and that couldn't be further from the truth. But the reality of things is we don't live in a utopia. You could be minding your business, doing everything properly. And then all it takes is one bad actor to change that. And then you're in a situation fighting for your life. And it's just the same thing of like, okay, well, you shouldn't have to have car insurance or, I mean, but I mean, you're, you're a good driver. You shouldn't have to have car insurance. You don't get in accidents, but all it takes is for somebody drunk to hit you or something like that, then you need that insurance. So it's like, you can't control, you can control yourself, but you can't control other people. So it's like, when it comes down to issues of my own personal safety, for example, I make sure that I'm aware of my surroundings and that I'm, that I'm able to defend myself if need be. So I think that's just something that we all should do. And making sure that the, the people around us, the the women that we care about are able to do so as well. So in line with what you were saying, Josh, it's like, you may can't do this for everyone, but definitely the ones that you're in the immediate vicinity of, like talking to your sisters and making sure that they're aware of things like that. And then um, I guess mothers, aunts, and then make sure that they're always ready to do so, whether it be them carrying mace with them or, or something, cause like that could make a difference. I mean, it could be the difference between life or death in one of these scenarios. So. That's why I said that it's, it's really a two-part, and I, I really wanted to make that clear distinction because it's not in any part victim blaming. Like, what happened to Sarah Everard and the other women who came forward with these sexual harassment stories and the sexual assault stories, these rape stories, it's not their fault. It's none of their fault. And I've seen anytime, I've seen several times where people make the argument and, and I guess, argue on behalf of self-defense, then they'll say you're victim blaming, which that's not the case. You said we should believe them. No, that's not what I said. You I said take did. them take them seriously. I yeah, said I said that afterwards though, and I, I no. was address that. <laughs> yeah, I just heard. Okay, keep going. Go. No, so what I said was so there was a hashtag that happened. So kind of like with the hashtag Me Too, there was a hashtag, I think the year before last, and it said Believe Women hashtag Believe Women, and I said I had a problem with that, just like the the phrase itself because there was a logical fallacy and there's a loophole. And I said, so I tried to distill the essence of it and what was the intention? What was the part that really mattered? What did it really mean? What were they really getting at? And so from there, I was able to distill take women seriously. So I did not say believe women out of my own mouth unless I was recounting what was said before. But my okay. personal stance on that. Gotcha. Did you have the same understanding of what I just said? No, I thought you well, first you said believe women and then you was like take them seriously. So I was just gonna ask, is believing them taking them seriously, or do you should do believe them and not take them seriously, or should you take them seriously and not believe them? What, what, do you, what do you that's what I was asking? That's what I was going to. Actually. Okay, yeah. But so that, that question's is because that sort of it, valid question? I mean I mean you can answer it, but I was I was gonna continue with I mean, yeah, you should definitely take these women seriously, but how much should you believe them exactly? Because can't they just be doing it for the pursuit of profit or they could be doing it? Okay, I'm just asking. That, 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 was, that was my problem with, with um, the whole thing of believable. I understand that the people who do that, the women who do that and make up things are in the vast minority, like extremely small minority. But I'm saying that 
a better thing would be to do is, like I said, to take women seriously, to believe facts. If she tells you that X, Y, and Z happened, and it looks like X, Y, and Z happened, and they do an investigation, and it comes, comes out that it appears that that happened, then we should behave accordingly. We should act in line. So, I mean, it's, it's that simple. It's not so much as, um, I don't really like the, the court of public opinion in as far as you don't have people not having facts and saying things. And I feel like if somebody is coming forward and, and telling their truth about something like this, then the facts will support that. So I don't see a problem with that. I don't see why, the, I don't understand why morality will be pinned on to a, a specific demographic of person. And I think we talked about this before with a different topic. It's, it's uh, escaping me right now, but it'll come back to me later. Okay. So Des, do you think like finding out the why would actually work? I know, I know it's, pro it's, it's, it definitely should work, but will it actually work? Is it plausible to do that and then have people actually fix the why and then everybody's living in harmony? Do I think the fi fixing the why will work? The okay. It, it's, it would work if you do fix the why. Do you think it will be fixed? I guess you could say, I guess I'll ask. Yeah, of course, just because I think that education itself is, you know, just as like a, as a key thing, like education brings awareness. So just like we need to be educated on ways we can, you know, assist women when we're out and in unison with them. We also need to understand that, you know, the historical way of, or looking at women in the historical context is part of the reason why we have a whole lot of the issues that we have going on. Like, I feel like for the most part, people still struggle to see women as equals. And it's like, they really don't have any true, true found respect for, you know, women in their bodies. And I think if you're able to figure out the why, I'm like sorry. what's causing this, then I believe it, it is gonna be a beneficial step moving forward. Why don't people still see women? Why, why do people not still see women, see women as equals? I want to ask that. I mean, I think it's numerous things. I think you, if you just look at it from the perspective of, you know, wage gaps, like I know wage gaps are, are diminishing as far as, you know, men, you know, men to women, but, you know, you can easily look at that. If, if you want to look at the religious aspect where it's always the, the man leading and the woman following or whatever aspect you want to look at, if you want to look at it from a religious aspect, you want to look at it from a, uh, what is it? Uh, patriarchal standpoint, anything, anything of that nature. I think when it's all, when you're always looking at it from, you know, men first, women second, you're always going to come to the conclusion that it's, you know, me getting my pleasure by any means necessary. Or me, me always choosing the side with, you know, what I perceive as correct or what I perceive as, you know, what's right, you know, regardless of how this person may feel about me carrying out these actions. Oh, okay. Well, Brian. What are your thoughts on the idea that men need to be more accountable as it pertains to this topic? So this is also a common point that's made when this topic is brought up online. I think it goes into the, I think it goes into like the education aspect of, so you can't be accountable because I mean, 
you know, any of us can look at this stuff with any common sense and, you know, see that stuff is happening because of X, Y, and Z. But there's some people that are just brainwashed with what they perceive to be right. Like, I don't think you can hold somebody that's accountable that is ignorant. I think the accountability aspect comes when, you know, people, you know, learn the truth, learn how to truly move, learn how to, you know, what what is it, truly love and respect that neighbor or something like that? Like, you keep that same respect when it comes towards women, like it, you have no choice but to, to hold yourself accountable. Joshua, what were you about to say? No, um, I actually forgot, but no, I agree with Des though. Uh, yeah, they they might be too stuck in their ways to actually hold men accountable. Yeah, because they grew up with a one ideal for X amount of years and then changing it because, yeah, I think they'll have to come in contact with some type of extraneous, like some type of extraneous variable has to cause them to actually change their mindset and actually become actually more accountable, I feel. So, so the question is whose responsibility is to teach them? Whose responsibility to teach the men? Yeah. Well, their parents. Well, the, the men who, who are doing these things, obviously. The women who are the men who are overstepping boundaries when it comes to women who are harassing women, those those men whose responsibility is it to teach them? <laughs> whose responsibility to teach them? Uh, it, it was their parents' responsibility to teach them the whole time growing up. It was definitely responsible their parents' responsibility. Uh, but if they do the things, it's definitely jail's responsibility. Re the penal system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be jail's responsibility <laughs> after that. But it's it's up to the parent like to teach the child all of that uh, as they're growing up so they won't turn into like this person that hates women or like for tries to physically uh, mentally abuse women or anything like that that's that's really where it starts with and sometimes like child gets it from the parent like they get it like oh you doing that to mom okay let me I'll go get somebody to do that you know so yeah like, it's, it's up to the parents that they they always lay the groundwork I feel I agree I, I do have a problem well with the idea of when people say that men should be more accountable and it's like I have a hard time being accountable for things I didn't do like I don't know about you guys but I mean and I tried once again to distill exactly what that meant to be accountable for something like that and so I mean I will wholeheartedly acknowledge that things like this do happen and that women do face um, additional challenges and difficulties just as a consequence of them being women for certain and then I also, like you were saying all the, earlier, like calling out problematic behavior when I do see it. So, I mean, I think that's, if that's what they mean by accountability by any means, but just at a, at a face value saying, okay, be more accountable and saying, okay, these things happen. That really doesn't equate to much. I feel like actual actions and, pre and preventative measures put in place like Desmond was saying, like if you're actually with, in a, in a social setting and like somebody needs, she, she can, a woman came there by herself and you offer to walk her through our car so she gets there safely, things like that. Or it could be like if you see and like what you were detailing the altercation in public and you stepping up, like those kinds of things. I feel like that's more important than me saying I understand that this happens because I mean, like you said, we're we're all pretty sensible people. We we know that these things happen. This is nothing new, and it happens far too frequently. But it's it's like I feel like action is what matters. We can only control ourselves. Like yeah, that's what we so, can do. So to hold yeah. an entire population of people accountable, yeah. like I, I think 
I don't understand what's what's the obsession with that with that concept of like being accountable for something you didn't do. Hmm. What do you think about that, Des? Because I never really thought about that. The whole accountability thing. Yeah, I, I actually don't don't mind it because it's one of those things to where like like Brian said, we we know and acknowledge that it's stuff going on, but it's stuff that we more times than not turn turn a blind eye to. Hold whether on. What be, do you mean turn a blind eye to? Whether it be intentional or not. Like so you, you're saying like the whole accountability thing, you have a hard time, you know, I guess you could say reconciling with that. But it's all, but an accountability thing, I'm pretty sure from a woman's perspective is understanding and being assertive in a situation where it requires, you know, men to be accountable for each other. Like, it's kind of like the whole, it's, it, it, I feel like it kind of goes picture perfect with y'all example of if y'all, you know, see people out arguing in public, like, do you interact? Like, there is some sense of accountability to where, like I mentioned, you go through the proper channels to get the woman help. And then some women would like to see you assert yourself in like, like, bro, you, this is a woman you're talking to. Like, you can't be talking to her the type of way and think that you're going to come to some sort of, you know, resolution or, you know, anything like that. So I, I understand it in that perspective, because it is something that, you know, we could assert ourselves into because it's like a, it's a game of probability. Like everything is always 50-50. It could end up one way. It could end up another way. And it's it's almost like we go through life understanding that it's a 50-50 probability that if we see a, a woman and a, a situation between a man and a woman escalating, we already know there's a 50-50 probability that she can either A, just walk away, you know, unscathed or the other 50-50 probabilities that it raises to a point to where it becomes a physical altercation and potentially sexual assault. So it's like, we understand that there's a 50-50 probability, but we should, we continue to always play the odds rather than, you know, stepping in when we need to. So that's what I, that's how I look at accountabilities because, you know, it's uh, the guys we consider our bros or the guys that we've gone to the clubs with or whatever, who are, having this type of stuff aired out but then we're hanging around those guys and they stay like account that's i believe that's what they are referring to when it comes to accountability is because there are certain people that will preach women's rights they'll preach all this stuff but still be you know best friends with the guys who are getting their stuff aired out you know through social media or i mean if it gets to the point of where it's like you know someone is raped and it's news coverage, then, you know, you got guys trying to step up for him rather than holding him accountable for it or step up for him rather than, you know, holding him accountable for, you know, the actions he's committed. That's how I kind of see the whole accountability aspect because it's easy to be accountable in hindsight, but like to be proactive with it and truly care about, you know, the two possible outcomes, I, I think like that's where the accountability is supposed to be, you know, pushed towards, not necessarily what we can do I, to be more accountable. I think I know what you're talking about, because I think I've seen a lot of that, because I know Brian talked about Meg Destaya, you know, I don't know if it was the last episode, or episode before last, but when she got shot, um, allegedly by Tory Lanez, that he, uh, that people were defending Tory, like, oh, like, 
saying stuff about Meg, like and defending him, like, oh, she didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't shoot or anything like that. So that's that kind of what reminds me of really. So men not taking each other accountable and everything. So yeah. Is I think at, at its core what you were saying, you and I agree. I think the point that we disagree on is whether or not we have a problem with the terminology of being accountable. Because you you seem to like you said, you don't care about the the fact that it's okay, you're accountable for this. But I mean I understand as taking those actions. So like you said, intervening on the behalf. And so I also thought about what you were just saying about hanging out with guys who have done things like that and, and come into the defense of them. So it's, it's like, that's another uh, thing too. I don't like none of the guys who I'm friends with have done things like this that I'm aware of. I mean, I do call them out for, for other things. Like if I happen to see like one of my guy friends and he's actually like, st- like cheating on his girl or something like that, I definitely like talk to him about stuff like this. Like, yo, like this isn't cool. You need to get this sorted out and whatever. But kind of like what you were talking about the, on the brotherhood episode. But when it comes down to like a, like the example that you just gave about like a serious accusation of a sexual assault or something like that. And at what point do you distance yourself from that individual? Because until the, there's actually like a verdict delivered, like you could, let's say like there's, there's somebody who you are cool with and they're accused of something, like one of us, the three of us, and Josh is accused of something. And how do you handle that? I don't know if y'all haven't, you know, I don't know if this is like for viewers to game, but I'm really good at not talking to people. If I don't feel like talking to you for any reason, shape, like it don't, it could be the smallest thing. No, it could be like no malice or no, no grudge between us, but I don't feel like talking. I'm just not going to talk. So me just coming from the frame of mind to where like, I don't have, I don't hold pointless conversation. It means nothing for me to just walk away. If you got some bullshit like that, pending on your name. Chances are we wouldn't have been friends to begin with, or you'd have been friends with people I know. And I peeped the weirdo energy from the jump and was just never in the same place for you to display it. But for me, I have no problem with not talking to people. It's my specialty or speciality as Obi-Wan would say. So you're saying you just go ghost? Yeah, so my, my, oh, that my is question my favorite is at what point? I would have been ghost. So like if the three of us in our current context, like with us knowing each other and we hear something about that, like somebody accuses Josh of, of doing something, of harassing a woman. Yeah. I wouldn't even check in with you. <laughs> you wouldn't even, you said you wouldn't check in nah, with him? Nah. Like, bro, as soon as it drops down, like, I, I feel no need to, like, what, what is my, what is my conversation going to say to you? Good question. What are my words? Yeah. What is he going to say? Yeah, well, like, what am I hey, gonna Josh, say? Hey, bro. Talk, hey, bro. Hey, man. Heard, heard. You know, heard. You got a case pending against you. Like, <laughs> nah, ask me what happened. What's he gonna do? Yeah, what happened? Like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna ask you what happened. Like, you're gonna be able to tell me the whole truth. Like, you're just as traumatized about it being aired out for people to know that you're not gonna be able to give me the, the whole truth. Like, you're gonna have pieces of your story missing. So, why even set myself up to? be something I know I'm not going to be when I wasn't the one that put myself in a situation like the whole time like I'm I'm more than comfortable with just walking away like I've gone years without speaking to my best friends and then we pop up and we talk like nothing happened like people know me based off of or the people that know me know that that's just how I move man like I have no problem with cutting anybody off that shit is just this is my favorite I mean my 
that's a little bit concerning that you say that you take so much pride in the fact of doing something like that, like like cutting people not not for the the extreme example that we're given, um, but I mean, I, from from I guess Josh, your question was what would I do or what would you say to the person? First off, I would tell them like if you actually did this, then you need to turn yourself in. If if that was what it what it required, if it was something this serious, it's like yeah, you need to turn yourself in. I mean, and then also like you guys, we've talked before about the about cancel culture in the, in the court of public opinion. So it kind of seems like you would err on the side of gathering facts and doing and, and moving in line with the fact support. So how would that affect you, Des, in, in your decision on what you just said, if it came to be that Josh was completely innocent after you just like ghosted him and kind of like he was, he needed support during that time? I mean, you're asking a lot of what ifs is because I know I for me, I wouldn't be in the situation. So because I'm answering this from the frame of mind of not being president at the time that the acts or allegations occurred, it's nothing for me to just not say nothing. Have For me to have been in the spotlight, like I would more than likely say the same thing. Like if I'm present from the time the act occurred to the time that, you know, an investigation is opening, then it's, it's my, I feel like it is my job to, you know, if you did it, you need to confess about it because it's one of those things where if I know the truth, but it's not stated when I'm asked if I know the truth, then I mean, that can make me an accessory of some sort. And me just knowing, play, if we're playing the field that way to where like I'm involved just based off of my knowledge, and then not have it come out, then yes, because one of the questions they're more than likely going to ask is who all knows you did this? And then they're going to turn around and ask me, well, why didn't I say nothing? From that perspective, then yeah, you know, the accountability does need to be there just for the sake of, you know, the victim getting their, you know, getting their due diligence. But I think it's also important from this perspective that you're pushing because it no longer provides a safe haven that like, well, if my bros know, then I can expect them to hold me down and, and, you know, come up with some alternative story or something like that. Like, I know she was kissing up on them the whole night and like, it was consensual, stuff like that. Like, I would understand it from that perspective, but just from my perspective, knowing that I'm not going to be in the place of business to where it occurred, it ain't nothing for me to not say nothing. I don't see nothing, I don't know nothing. Because I won't dare. So I, I say it with the comfort because I know I wouldn't be present for something like that to occur. And I don't involve myself. Like people know not to have them conversations with me anyway. So I don't know if I'm saying it with comfort because I don't have friends that do stuff like that. Or I don't know if I'm saying it with comfort because if they did something like that, then I would be the last to know. That could be it too, because like I really feel like with, with this topic, I feel so distanced from it. Like it's it's something to where like earlier when we were recounting Josh and I, this is something that you don't really see in, in the public eye. And like for me to have witnessed it firsthand or anything like that. So I, I could see why you would say that you're so comfortable in making that kind of assessment because you can't fathom the idea of anybody who you'd associate yourself with doing those things. Yeah. Josh, what are your thoughts on the other side of that? The other side of that? Mm -hmm. 
like about about the way that you would have handled it do you have any objection to how des would handle that oh no i'm literally in the same boat like <laughs> i couldn't like even if you say something about one of you two like getting into something i can't imagine you guys getting into something so serious to the point that it'll like i i just i just don't see that like okay maybe i could see like one of you guys going for assault or something like that but even to that it, it just depends on what it is like, <laughs> hold, on, hold, on. hold on you said going for assault yeah like yeah because assault somebody. is super simple like assault you don't have to do a lot to, to get charged for assault yeah assault could just be verbal can yeah. it yeah assault can it be? could be yeah be the, the battery mm -hmm. part is physical yeah but yeah i, I yeah I, I just don't i can't fathom like people i hang out with actually doing something like that but at the same time i'm the type of person that will ghost you too like i barely talk to a lot of people now so like ghost you is really not a big thing for me to be honest with you if it's something like rape murder or something like really really bad you know what i mean like at, but at the same time i feel like i would know if this person is this type of person or like you know what I mean? I feel like if I would know this person has like problems or has some type of background to the point that he would do something like that, you know? Like, I feel like there's some type of warning signs you would see if you have a friendship with this person, you know what I mean? That's that's just how I feel. So, yeah. But but you would say you would like support them or you would just tell them that <laughs> it's wrong? No, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that I, that I would outright support the individual. I wouldn't be in public flaunting the friendship. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, it's like it's he's asking from the perspective of like i have no problem with ghosting but he's asking like well say if you ghost this person and they're actually innocent like how do you how do you reconcile with that i mean and, like, i would feel me, stupid and on I that would, person's behalf i would right. i would i would understand if that person didn't want nothing me nothing to do with me after that and just as a preface i understand that what we're speaking about is in the minority <laughs> when when people are accused of these things like it's not often to where it's always uh when they're when they're completely innocent yeah. i want to add that preface once more bro i'm yeah. innocent or not i'm good i think it's, i think it's really situational like, yeah depends what it is murder you know rape depends what it is <laughs> that's, that's interesting <laughs> that both of you answered in that way why you said that i mean it's not surprising in in the sense of i mean what you said about how how connected you are to the people around you like you'll go x amount of time without talking and things like that and just knowing both of you guys um but i feel like with something with something of this severity and it could be in this instance a, a fictitious claim like if you were to say like like if you were to hear that i don't know who's your best friend you spoke about before but if it came out that your best friend had killed somebody and you you're pretty certain that they didn't like it just doesn't feel right because like you said you don't associate those, yourself with those kind of people and then so your your reaction would be not to say anything to that person no nah, because murder murder is a whole different thing though like that's a whole different thing to digest so murdering somebody in the sense of like if it could be self-defense or something like that like i'm gonna be 110 percent curious about it because for me it, if it's premeditated, it does kind of, you know, it, I do care about it. I would care about it in that sense, but it's like, it's a whole different level. Like we live in a nation that glorifies guns. So it's more or less like 
it's part of like it could be your everyday coffee like you wake up reading something on watching some youtube video about people shooting guns like you wake up it's on the news like for me i think murder has been is desensitized the right word i want to use we we're so desensitized to murder to where like murder produces a different response to us than rape like rape isn't normal in any way shape or form like even when you do the portrayals on on tv like when you're doing your crime scene like those are still uncomfortable episodes to watch so you distance yourself from rape kind of kind of like how we had that conversation with um with jerome and how like the hood would like to ostracize the the gay cousin like that's how I am with rape. Like the way the way the hood may may have looked at the gay cousin when we were growing up, that's how I'm looking at people who commit rape. Now I say that to say this is that when it comes to to murder, like there's so many different factors into it. Like you you want to check, but when it comes to rape, man, it's just like that's a that's a whole different ball game because I mean. I I, I think yeah, it's it's really, it's really, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's like there, you can't like the way that somebody can get killed and it could be still be tried as murder and self defense. There is really no yeah. defense for rape. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's none. <laughs> yeah, unless she's lying on you, lying on one of your friends or something, and you're just she's like, oh no, she lying on me or something like that. Like, what if in that situation, like, like what if one of your friend, one of your friends is accused of rape? And they and she's like, no, she's lying on me. Like, what what do you do in that situation? If oh, you said if I was facing the situation that I just asked you guys about, yeah, or or yeah, or what I just said, like if you had a yeah, you had a friend accused of rape, and but his defense is because you said it was nothing. There's no coming back from rape. What if his defense is no, she set me up, or it wasn't rape. She's trying to get my money or some shit like that. <laughs> like you said, you know, if this happens, you need to turn yourself in. Get yourself a good lawyer, and we'll find out. <laughs> we, we can't, we can't be out in public chilling. <laughs> it's like, now you get you a lawyer, get this sorted out. I'll wait till the evidence is in. But let's go to Chipotle to first. Let's go to Chipotle nah, first. We, nah, <laughs> no. it, if you're if you're innocent, then the facts will prove it. If not, then well, it was nice knowing you. Okay. Have fun in prison. Okay. Simple as that. I had um, an additional question. So this is something that you guys may not have heard about, but on the topic, back to Sarah Everard. I think it never sounds right when I'm pronouncing it. But so there was a statement made by Baroness Jones, who was a member of the Green Party in the UK, who had the following to say during a debate this past week on a domestic abuse bill in the House of Lords. So it's kind of like part of their equivalent of Congress. And so she said, in the week that Sarah Everard was abducted and we suppose killed because remains have been found in a woodland in Kent, I would argue that the next opportunity for any bill that's appropriate, I might actually put in an amendment to create a curfew for men on the streets after 6 p.m., which I feel would make what would make women a lot safer and discriminate and discrimination of all kinds would be lessened. No. What are your thoughts on that? No. You, you just you just said no. <laughs> said a curfew. No. She she said I'll I'll read it again. She said I would argue that the next opportunity for any bill that's appropriate, I might actually put in an amendment to create a curfew for men on the streets after six p.m. 
which I feel would make women a lot safer and discrimination of all kinds would be lessened. A politician got in front of their legislative body and said that. No, first of all, you really expect all men to be going not outside at, at past 6 p.m. That's one. And then two, women kill women too. That's not like, what are you? So if women still continue to die, what are you going to do? Everybody going to be on the curfew? Like, how's it going to work? So, yeah, no, come on now. That's not getting to the root of the problem. That's just no. trying to, that's just trying to stop I feel like shit by blocking one uh, gender <laughs> from doing something. I feel like it creates more problems than it solves. Things going to be more assaults in the house? Um, n- no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know about the statistics of that. I, although I do think, since the the pandemic, didn't domestic violence go up? Uh, I know drinking, um, being fat. You know, there's scientific word for that. Uh, obese. All that, yeah, obese. Yeah, all of that's <laughs> gone up. Yeah, so domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot the word. My my first problem with that is I feel like what she said was deeply irresponsible and pernicious. Like the fact that you can predicate um, that kind of behavior on an entire demographic of people, whether it be according to their their gender, their sexual orientation, their race. Like it's it's a it's a slippery slope when you start setting precedents like that. And I think that as a consequence of the polarizing times we are in, for example, I feel like there's a lot of ongoing tension between not only like you said, like civilians, police officers, blacks, whites, I feel like the same tension is with men and women too. And instead of addressing the issue of society versus a problem, we look at men versus women. And I feel like that doesn't do anybody any justice. It doesn't solve anything. And on top of that, like the people who are committing these crimes, okay, men men are sexually assaulting women, men are raping women for the most part. I'm not saying that women don't rape women because I mean, that's that's a it's such a small margin. I don't even think it's really worth mentioning, but just due to technicality, I'll go ahead and throw that in there. But that's the group of men who are doing it. There's such a small subset. And it's just like anything with most crimes are committed by a very small minority of people. And so I think there's just foolish logic. But so what I have to say about the actual claim about the 6 p.m. curfew. So let's assume that that does go into place. That does go into practice. And I feel like that's fundamentally flawed for three reasons. It assumes that the people who victimize women, which is already illegal, care about this law. So if you think that they, they have no, damn, I gotta go <laughs> they, they have no problem with killing and raping, but you think that they're going to care about a curfew. 15 more minutes. I wish I had 15 more minutes. <laughs> yeah, I God. swear. It, it's just that that's the biggest hole in it. And then takes men that would help in scenarios like that off of the streets, people who could additionally intervene on the behalf of a woman. And then the third one is like, given most people's, well, a lot of people's current understanding of gender and sexuality, couldn't a man just identify as a woman? Uh, you said this is in the UK? I don't, how is it yeah. in the UK? Is it the same thing? I feel like the UK is more liberal than, than the US. It's possible. Like, oh, sir, you have to be in the house. No, actually, I'm a woman. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's so many holes oh, in this line uh, of thinking. <laughs> okay, never mind, you got this. That curfew thing, it, it would do, like, I don't I don't see any seriousness in entertaining it in a, in a serious political realm, but the fact that it was posited in a, uh, a legislative chamber is, is very concerning to me. But just off of thinking about how that would play out, I feel like it creates more problems than it solves. And, and the, surprise, though. The first one was the biggest one. You said, "What's a you don't think what's a surprise?" Her uh, bringing that bill into fruition, basically. Why? Like, well, it, it's not a it's, bill. It's, it's just she said that she wants to make an amendment in the future. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's just because it's just reaction, like just reacting to the actual news instead of just being proactive. I feel so. And actually thinking about solutions that would go into place. So, like with with exactly. that incident, I feel like something that was more rational and more measured would be like something like Desmond was saying. The people who are in uh, in in this specific incident, because it, it's not a I guess this is the this is an isolated crime. And so making sure that people who are in those law enforcement capacities have been evaluated because like you were saying, there's no person who is saying that should be serving law capacity, law enforcement capacity could actually take a carry of those crimes. So I guess if she was to say something like they need to crack down and do more in-depth psychiatric evaluations or more frequent reviews or just anything that was actionable that made sense, she could have said anything that would have made more sense than that. Can a crazy person like pass that psychiatric evaluation though? Can or a crazy a smart, person pass that psychiatric evaluation? Yeah, a smart crazy person, can't they? I mean, I'm sure they they, they could, but it makes it harder, it makes it more difficult. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Test, I'm but. pretty sure they can though, because a lot of this stuff today that like they take they tell you to study and test, or the things you have to study to take these type of tests for, they're available online. So yeah. if a person already knows what they're going in, if not the exact questions, they know the realm of where these questions are coming from. I'm pretty sure they could pass it. Yeah. I asked that because he was like, no police officer should be doing something like this, but police officers are just people like yeah. us, like just the yeah, same like, biases, same, yeah. you know. But, so that's but there's, there's an additional sense of duty on a police officer. And I think we've, we've discussed this in depth when it came to how it related to Black Lives Matter and police brutality. Like there's an additional standard of how one should conduct oneself. And it's just certain individuals who have no business donning a badge and a uniform. Uh, maybe the other side would say they are, the it's definitely- a, So for my first question, <laughs> is definitely who, a different, the other side? The people with the cops. Okay. So I was I was thinking uh, <laughs> I was thinking the other side would say something around the lines of they have to be more aggressive because criminals aren't just gonna be nice to you or something like that. Like they have to be more aggressive to get the criminal. You know what I mean? Like they have to be like that because world life is hard. Life like people aren't nice in in world, so they have to be like that. They feel. Bro, I feel like that is like the the most ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I actually want to hear what you have to say first. I was going to say, like, they the whole rhetoric that criminals aren't going to be nice to you is so outdated. Like, some of these criminals are, <laughs> they're probably the, some of these criminals are the most articulate, compassionate, empathetic. <laughs> like, don't I don't understand that thinking. I think it's a bad idea to operate off of that premise because most people aren't criminals. And so if you start treating everybody like like criminals as an officer and like you said, with it with that in mind, like you said, being tough with them. So body slamming everybody who you stop on the sidewalk. <laughs> or everybody Grandma's, you think is a criminal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better not catch grandma coming out that car. Hey you, come here. <laughs> is that your vehicle? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Breaking hips and everything. 
but some people like i feel because i feel like a lot, lot i feel like a lot of some people um like a lot of people become cops to catch bad guys instead of protect and serve you know what i mean like some people think of being cops as oh i'm, I'm getting the bad guy instead of i'm protecting and serving the people you know what i mean or they're the protecting and serving the people might just be their people you know so right the cops don't even know who the bad guy is <laughs> the description Black, yeah, that's it. No, I'm saying it off of like the if they're joining off of this premise of catching the bad guy, 10 times out of 10, they don't even know who the bad guy is. And the bad guy who you think it is isn't well, they kind of rely on they kind of rely on the criminal to well, kind of the criminal to reveal themselves due to little tactics and stuff. So that's why you got the Central Park Five and everything. So even though they didn't actually do a damn thing, so but yeah. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess to get back to the core topic, what other concerns might you have about women's safety? If there are any that we had not discussed throughout the duration of this episode. Josh, you're muted. I know, I was talking to myself. I'm thinking oh. too bad. I think this would have been a great episode to have Marco Perry on. I thought this would have been another great episode to have a woman on. I didn't want to have a woman on here for, for, for one specific reason, because I wanted to hear what, what we as men had to come up with that we could do to protect our, like protect women. I had to correct yeah, myself because I said our first. I, I think this would be great to have a follow-up with women to have a part of that discussion. But I wanted to have, see what we came up with out first. Because but here's the, the thing. Here's the thing though, the reason why I say we should have had a woman though, is because women know what sexual harassment and sexual assault and all that look like, whether they experience it firsthand or they've had close encounters with it. So it's like, we're trying, we're coming in and we're theorizing how we can protect women when sometimes we don't even know what we're protecting them from. You see, you don't know what sexual assault looks like. I mean, yeah, we know what a sexual, sexual assault looks like, but to catch it in like a moment, like in all the different varieties and ways that we might not even know of, like, I'm pretty sure what women will come to the table and bring to you because like some sometimes sexual assault just isn't what we see it or sexual harassment isn't what we see like in person. Like a lot of the sexual, you could say sexual assault, sexual harassment, whatever, starts in like DMs and stuff. And like, there's a whole nother if you want to say chorus, chapter, conversation that consists of stuff we don't see. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that, you know, cat we, well, I mean, cat calls, that's old. Like that's, that's old in the sense of, you know, what I'm talking about now, but like, there's a lot of stuff that we don't see that may be occurring in public, but we aren't acknowledging it because we're not making the correlations between what we can see and what we can't see and vice versa. And that's valid. But like I said, I still wanted to hear what we came up with without before we had a, any additional follow-ups. But I think this, that's definitely a great point. Yeah. Cause it was yeah. like, you, you kinda, when you, when you were talking about like recognizing sexual assault and our, our level of competency doing so that kind of like maybe give you the side eye 
for a second because for like for example i've been i've had unwanted sexual attention by a woman before like back when i was at odu for example sure. like just outside in the parking lot getting grabbed so sure. i mean to, to be able to identify that as assault and then of course it affects people differently like for me when that happened i mean it didn't bother me i mean there's different levels something that happens to one individual and they don't care it could traumatize somebody else so it's very it's on a very individualistic basis but just to identify and say something did happen I feel like I have that ability. So I'm glad you did clarify that and, and explain that there could be something potentially not seen on the other side. And I, I do think that this, there would be some merit in having a follow-up discussion to add on to this. For sure. I feel like that goes into double standards, but yeah. Okay. What do you mean? Because you was bitching in the girl grabbing you and how she didn't see it as sexual assault, but yeah. Well, I did, no, I'm saying, I did. I don't know whether she saw the sexual assault or not. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't like raise the issue because it didn't bother me. Oh, okay. Like I, yeah, that that was on me. Like if it, if it was something that bothered me, then I should have raised the attention to it. But it was just something that I didn't take take seriously because, like I said, it, it didn't affect me. Okay, gotcha. Any those? Anything else you guys want to add? Any more questions, Brian? No, sir. Okay, cool. Uh, Dev? Nope. <laughs> nah, man, I've been I've been studying a lot. You can't tell by my hair. I've been um, just doing a lot of chart work, studying, trying to get better. So I haven't been listening to a lot of music. Lucas has been listening to the majority of the music though, because my um, it's the it's the new Drake little three piece that he released but it's the first song and i think it's what's next and that's been what he's been playing for literally non-stop for the past week so we can make that little ep i forgot what it is but i think the song is what's next of course if we need to clarify that or clarify it, if i'm saying it incorrectly then of course i'll be in the description but i think it's what's next Okay. Cool. All right. If you guys like the discussion, don't forget to hit the like button. We're going to see you guys next time.